Good morning, Central Coast. This name, Woes. Sounds funny to my ear. I'm not, I was, I was the, that one person at the back going, whoo. That was me because I've never been to Woes before. It sounds like one of those things you say when you're kind of shocked, you know. Whoa. Oh, really? Woes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we're in for a shock this week. My name is David Lill. I'm uh, from down the road. I'm at Kurenbong. Is that up? No, never mind. But um, I'm, I'm from there. I'm studying theology. It's my second year. And it's, uh, it's been awesome. You know, uh, this week, it's called the spiritual, Week of Spiritual Emphasis. <clears throat> spiritual Emphasis. So there's this Bible text I want to share with you, and I hope, I hope to dig a little deeper as we, go, as we journey this week. But this, this text says, For we do not fix our eyes on things that can't be seen. We fix our eyes on things, oh, if we do not fix our eyes on things that can be seen, sorry. We do not fix our eyes on things that can be seen, but we fix our eyes on things that can't be seen. Because things that can be seen are temporary, but the things that can't be seen are eternal. Now that, you need to marinate on that a bit. You've got to start thinking about what can't be seen. But don't you worry about that. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go together as we uh, go through this week. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father in heaven, teach us your ways. Amen. There's these expressions in the Bible that we give praise to God, and I hope to I hope to teach you this week. You know, I come from a Samoan background, and we've got this this dance called a slap dance. You seen a slap dance before? Looks like there's mosquitoes around. Nemo, you haven't shown them a slap dance? Not yet. Hopefully, we can do one for you later on in the year. But it looks something like this, and then. And we dance the rhythm. But this is what I want to get you guys into this expression. Hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise to the Lord. Praise to God. Hallelujah. And amen means you agree. Amen means, yeah, I'm with that. You know, for the New Zealanders, we'll be like, oh, sweet ass. For the um, Australians, we'll be like, oh, strength. For the Samoans, we'll be like, <laughs> we'll just be like, yeah, that's cool. But so that's, that's our men. This is, what, this is the rhythm I want you to get. It's a stomp, clap, slap your lap. So it's stomp, clap, hallelujah. When I do that, hallelujah, you say, amen. You got that? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, you got rhythm. Yes. Yes. We're getting somewhere, Nemo. Listen, I, I was brought up in New Zealand by Simon parents. Awesome parents. But I grew up in the high school system, and uh, when I got to around your age, although I was brought up in a, as a Christian, I had my eyes fixed on what can be seen. And you know what they do to us in New Zealand? They brainwash us. When you start school at five years old, you've got these posters on the wall, and it's got these all blacks on there with their arms folded. And they say, these guys are heroes. And by the time you get to high school, it's like, I'm going to be an all black. That's all I'm going to be. By the time I'm 13, I'm going to a school where they breed rugby players. And like I told the year fives to 
to 11. Look, I was going to be an all black, but don't ask anybody because I was just a knight. But um, that was my dream. I wanted to be an all black, but it didn't happen. By year five, by uh, year, I think it's year 11 here. No, no, year 10. By year 10, they were playing on Sabbaths, and I was brought up as a Seventh-day Adventist, and Sabbaths to my parents was a, was a holy time. And they said to me, you can't play on Sabbath. And so the coach came over, and the coach says, why don't you look at changing your faith? Go to church on Sunday so your son can play on Sabbath. And I was like, yeah, what a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. And then my dad in his broken English started giving a Bible study. No, you don't understand. You see, if you look in the Bible, and he started his teaching. <clears throat> I was like, man, what am I going to do now? So I fixed my eyes on something else that I was really excited about. I loved rap music. I thought, you know what? <clears throat> Since I can't be a famous all black, well, I'm not sure if I could have been all black, but anyway. Since I can't be an all black now, since I can't continue this, I'm going to be a famous rapper. Because it looks like they've got heaps of gold, heaps of girls, heaps of cars. Yeah, I'm going to be a famous rapper. So we started a band in high school. <clears throat> we started wagging classes and going straight to the music room. Music teacher, look out for those kids. Tell them to go to their class if they're not meant to be there. So we're doing our rap. And we start getting gigs. And I'm really getting into this. I'm really getting into this thing. And, it, and it's all starting, you know. Four girls didn't pay attention. They're suddenly paying attention. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, this is cool. The crowds are going off, making, making new friends. So I thought, and I'm really enjoying this lifestyle. By 17, though, I had forgotten that my dad had talked to us in the beginning of the year about moving to Australia. I was so high in life that I'd forgotten about this talk. And he, uh, I came home one day. And there was a for sale sign outside the house. And I thought it was a joke for my friends because we used to go and take for sale signs and put it in somebody else's house. That was just the joke that we played. And I thought, oh, they got me. They got me. Went inside. Dad, did you see the for sale sign? Funny, eh, Dad? Because none of that's for real. Wow. So I had to make a decision. I'm living life and I love it. We just got offered two contracts to start at two studios to start recording an album. And now Dan wants to move to Brisbane. That means that lifestyle's over. I start appealing to friends, start working out that there are places that I could possibly stay. And my neighbor, my neighbor who I grew up with, they offered. But they started saying strange things to me, even though they said yes. Every time I went over, she would say, these are people I grew up with. She's like, they're like my second set of parents. She says, David, have you thought about staying here? And I said, yeah, yeah. She says, you realize you're going to be another mouth to feed? I was like, yeah. It's going to cost us money. And, blah, blah. and I'm thinking, do you want me to stay or not? You know? But I realize now, when I look back in retrospect, I realize now that what she was doing was she was trying to put in my head how, much, how important my parents are to me. I didn't realize what she was doing. But... I started thinking to myself, I'm thinking, man, I should go with my parents. So I made the big move, cut off all my friends, cut off all, those, all that lifestyle that I wanted to lead. And we flew to Brisbane in 1997. And I was a grumpy little boy. I didn't want to make new friends, didn't want to start anything. But I made the move. 
and things, things were new. Things started that I never expected. This week, I want us to look at this guy in the Bible. His name's Abraham. What's his name? And Abraham, he has a thing called faith. A thing called faith because he knows how to praise, he knows how to praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, you're awake. He knows God. He's so faithful. He loves God so much that he doesn't even question him. God says, do this. He's like, yeah, okay. We're all like that with our parents, aren't we? Isn't that awesome? Get ready for school. Yes, sir. Yes, mom. Absolutely. Do your homework straight away. <laughs> but Abraham, he, he did. He was so faithful. And he grew up in this place called Ur. I thought woe sounded funny. Ur. He grew up Ur. Imagine that. Where are you from? Ur. And then I'm like, where are you from? Ur. But he was from Ur. Whoops. <laughs> and um, God said to Abraham, where he stayed, it is said in Jewish tradition that it was surrounded by this massive river called Euphrates. Euphrates River. And Abraham had an awesome setup. He was rich. He was successful. Had a big family. Had heaps of camels, sheep, goats, whatever he, whatever he had. Servants. He had it all. But then God comes to him and he says... I want to start a new nation. I want you to leave that area. And what does Abraham do, you think? What do you think he does? Do you think he stays? Now, this guy, he knows how to praise God. Hallelujah! Yeah, he moves. He moves this guy. Doesn't even question. Packs up everything he has, and he moves, and he crosses over that river. And they called... When the people were going, hey, where's Abraham? They're going, look, isn't that where Abraham used to live? Where's he gone? Everything's gone. And then someone will say, oh, he, uh, he left. You mean he left Ur? Yeah. Down to Canaan. But to get to Canaan, you've got to cross over the river Euphrates. Yeah, he crossed over. And they started calling Abraham the people that crossed over. And the people that crossed over, the literal word for crossed over is Hebrew. The people Hebrew, the people who crossed over. And God promised Abraham that he will make his people to many nations. You look around us today, there were so many Christians and that promise was made to Abraham that if you leave this place, I mean, so many people come from your nation. And he kept to his promise. The people that crossed over, no question, because this guy had faith. You, know, you, guys are in a, you guys are in a stage in your life where you're making transitions. Year 12s, what a, what a moment. People ask you all the time, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do when you finish year 12? And you say confidently, I want to do this, but really you're going, man, I have no idea. Year 11, you're going to be there next year. And meanwhile, you're starting to have relationships. Yeah, Jacob, I know about your relationship. Wherever you are. And these, all these things are starting to, uh, all these things are starting to transition you into adulthood. And you need to make a, a, make a decision whether you're going to cross over. There are times in your life right now where 
You're tempted to do things that, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing. Maybe they are not healthy relationships. Maybe they are, you've got friends that are, that are pulling you to places that you shouldn't be going to. Maybe you're having a hard time with your parents. You're starting to have a collision with your dad because you're becoming a man yourself. Some of you girls, maybe some guys are hassling you. You feel like you've got to live up to this image that the world's pushing onto you. Listen to me. Be the one to cross over. Don't live up to the people's expectations. Don't live, live up to society's expectations. You are the Hebrew. You are the people that when God says, where's my people at? You'll raise your hands. Hallelujah. That'll be us. That'll be us. We're having the faith. Isn't that something that you want? Don't you want to be somebody that has faith? The Bible says that faith is the substance of things unseen, the evidence of things hoped for. We're focusing our eyes on things that cannot be seen. Things that cannot be seen is love, relationships. These are things we focus on. I've got a minute left. I want to to share this with you. This is called choose wisely. Choices, our decisions without a guide, without precision. Misses the mark by the mile. We're left wounded without a physician. The vision results from trying to tackle it on my own. I should have known my heart is deceitful above all things. How can I trust it? I flustered. I fall on my knees and try and muster the courage to acknowledge my predicament. Lord, help me. This dilemma is sickening. I'm presented with the word. It cuts me deep to remove myself. He heals me and the word proceeds from his mouth. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, he says. I lock it in and move with him into peace for the rest of my days. A pebble dropped in the lake reverberates ripples beyond its comprehension. So is our moment-by-moment decisions, influencing circles in our first, second, and third dimensions. Father in heaven, it's funny. Uh, If you had never made me cross over, I wouldn't even be here with these, these awesome people this morning. And Lord, uh, you said that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. You said that if you are for us, you can be against us. And like the song says, there's nothing that can hinder us with the promises you've made. You make us brave. Make these people brave. Lord, in the years of transition, make them solid. Solidify their calling. Know that they're here to make a difference in this world. And I can't wait to journey with them during this week. And I look forward to what you do with our lives in this small moment. May your blessings fall upon them and may we praise you. Hallelujah.